Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mo Money Mindset Podcast. My name is Dana. Thank you for joining us on today's show. My co-host, Marquette Dixon, is not with us, but he will be joining us on future shows, so please stay tuned for that. Wherever you're streaming this show, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and give us a review. Thank you so much for your support. Let's get into today's episode. One of the biggest questions for me when I was getting involved in snow plowing was, is it for me? That was the first thing I had to ask myself. Um... I think that some people assume that if you're in the lawn care and landscaping space, that going into snow removal is just automatic, but it's really not. Um, There's plenty of reasons to do it, plenty of reasons not to do it. So when you're asking that question, my biggest piece of advice is don't load the question up. Make it as simple as you can. And I actually have two two things that I, I feel like if you can answer these questions, it'll tell you if it's for you or not. Number one is... Is there a demand for the service in your market? Like, are customers, are companies paying to have people come out and do snow? And if they are, then that means the opportunity is there to make money and make profit, which is a good thing because that's what we want to do as entrepreneurs, correct? The other question that I would ask you is, does it solve an issue for you? So my company, especially in the first two, three years, because I wasn't offering snow, I did not, I didn't generate income during the winter. So I really had to manage everything I made from the spring, summer, and fall, manage that money, put that money up, make sure I had a nest egg to live off of from December to March, which is a lot easier said than done. But I eventually figured it out and was able to do that. Now, that's not a problem until it starts to become a problem. So when I started hiring guys, and then I had to tell guys, go find something else to do for the winter, that's a problem. That can sometimes create some tension. That can create some issues in your business. Not to mention, when I really sat down and thought about it, I said, well, why am I not offering snow? Like, why not get into that market? Why not when I'm not generating any income? thought I was going to be doing Christmas lights and some other stuff and that didn't pan out. So I was like, okay, what are, what are we really going to do here? And that's where I considered snow plowing. So if it can solve an issue of generating revenue, bringing in income, keeping your guys busy during the winter so you don't have to lay guys off temporarily until the spring rush comes back, this is a great idea and option for you as a business owner. Does that mean that it's for you right now? No. That means, though, that you know that thinking with the end in mind down the line, the next three to five years, I will be involved in snow. And so you start putting that plan into motion now. This way you can actually dive in and get the success out of it that you want to see. And I say that from experience. You want to be careful, like not to buy into the hype. All right. Because sometimes that's what people do. They buy into the hype. Right. And so when I say don't buy into the hype. What I'm really talking about is you hear those success stories. Uh, Marquette, he actually ran into a guy that works, does does business alongside us in the city. And this guy, he put in a bid for the Amazon warehouses that they've been building, popping up all around the city. And when he did that bid, the package, the the number that he gave them was 400000 And I said, yo, he's bidding 400000 for snow? Like, 
you know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't even making $400,000 in my business. He's, he's bidding almost half a million for snow. That blew my mind just for snow. But I know that there are companies out there doing those numbers, having that kind of success. And that was exciting to hear. Um, I had another guy about three years ago here in Columbus. We had a nice windfall of snow. And in about three weeks, he made 80 grand. Again, I'm thinking to myself, I made 80 grand my whole second year of business. He made 80 grand in three weeks from snow. So there was this hype around snow that made me say, yo, I might really, really want to get into this because look at all this money. But I want to help you. All right, because that's one of the things that can definitely be an influencing factor for us is we hear everybody else's successes or on the other end, maybe you've heard a lot of people's like um, their failure stories, their fear stories. Well, you know, snow's not really that lucrative. It's hard to do. It's hard to keep guys. Um, The the equipment is always breaking down. Um, You know, it's hard to manage and get schedules lined up. You know, they come up with all these issues and then you hear the the, the complete, extremely bad side of it. And maybe that's something you're you're kind of leaning into is the hype of all the failure stories, or all the horror stories. I want you to stick away from that and just stick with those first two questions I gave you. All right. They're going to help you make an informed, sound decision for your business. All right. Nothing wrong with considering, um, you know, those testimonies and things, but just, just don't don't be like, you know, overly anxious to get in. And this is why I say that I was that guy. My first year of business, I promise you, I didn't adjust my expectations. I just knew I was going to buy this equipment, get in the game and boom, I was going to take over snow. That's really how I looked at it. Like, and I felt like, I felt like as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, that is the mindset you have to carry. You have to carry that confidence, right? And there's nothing necessarily wrong with caring and being that confident. I do believe, however, you have to manage expectations. All right. Because if you're making decisions from that place, it can really be damaging to your company. And so I did that. Right. I jumped in probably mid-December, went and got all my equipment, got myself set up. And I was like, let's go. We're about to make this money. Snow is here. Well, guess what? Because I didn't make the decision to get equipment until a month after the snow had already started falling, I didn't make that decision, which means I didn't have any marketing campaigns set up. It was very difficult for me to get clients. You know, now I had just dumped tens of thousands of dollars investment and capital into getting all this equipment so I could handle snow clients and do commercial clients. But guess what? By now, they've already got all their bids closed. They they had somebody to come and do set up to come and do their snow back in July, back in June. They already, you know, had a guy or had had a company. So I really struggled to find work and find clients because I was late to the party. I missed my window opportunity. I didn't prepare ahead of time. I got excited, seeing that I had the money in the bank to get it done, said, let's go. Everybody's talking about how much money. Let's get some of this money. And honestly, that season was probably one of the worst seasons I had as far as snow goes. I think it went out three days. I went out three days total for snow that season. You know, not a very good turnout, not a good return on my investment. So I don't want you to make that mistake. Now, that kind of segues and leads me into my second point, which is know your stuff. Know your regional conditions, know the length of the season and know the snowfall, like the average snowfall that comes in your region or in your market. 
Very, very important to know these things because they're going to help you pick equipment. All right. If you are in a place that gets three to six feet of snow total, like that's the average total snowfall for the whole season, you can probably get away with using an ATV on everything. All right. But if you're in a place like, let's say, Buffalo, New York, and they get, you know, 20 to, to 50 feet of snow throughout the whole season, they get some really heavy, serious snowfall. You just got to be thinking of that. You got to know that kind of stuff. This way you can pick accordingly your equipment as you're getting ready to get into the industry. Make sure that you have the right things to do the job. You also want to get education. Education is important. You need to educate yourself. And it's going to be a great thing that you use to actually educate your clients. So one of the things sometimes that makes a difference between you landing a client, landing a lead, getting a job is the education that not only you have, but you're able to articulate and give to your client. If you don't have that education and confidence in what you know, it's going to be very difficult to try and convince a client or a potential client. So do your do your research, get your education. You don't have to do a deep dive, but do enough to be confident that when you offer your services or customers have questions, you know how to respond. The last thing is your window of opportunity. The reason you want to know the length of the season because you need to know your window opportunity. People had been telling clients and getting their things out and reminding people and putting it in front of people. Snow is coming up. We're getting ready to do snow here, you know, starting in maybe September, October. I didn't start till December. So I was late to the party. I didn't pay attention. I didn't know my stuff. Don't be that person. Get ahead of the game. Know what you're going into. Know what those numbers are. Know what those times and dates are, what the expectation is in your region. And then leverage that information to really make an informed decision. So you set yourself up for success. You know what I mean? Not a poor return like I did. I will say this when you're picking equipment, because equipment is a hot button issue. What, what should I get? You know, what's the best thing to get? What's the best thing to do? Once you decided what your target audience is, maybe you're going to do residentials. Maybe you're going to do a mix of residential or commercial. Or you're just going to do commercial. I'm going to say this. In either case, a truck is always usable. A truck with a plow on it, you can use it for residentials and you can use it for, you know, any of your commercial or mixed mixed bag of clients. And the reason I say that is because I literally had gotten my first year. I actually got a bid request from the city of Columbus. Watch this. City of Columbus calls me or excuse me, emails me, says, hey, we, we found your company. We're looking to hire contractors to help us with the snow rush this year. I said, awesome. I'm excited. Like, let's go. I got all my stuff. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's get it. I go through, fill out the bid package, turn it, and they call me back, say, listen, we've accepted your bid package. We just need you to fill out some other pieces of information and we can move forward with getting, you know, you the, everything that you need to be ready to go. I said, great. I start reading through the bid package. There's this portion that says list your equipment. Now, I just bought multiple ATVs. I didn't have a truck with a plow on it at the time. I just did multiple ATVs with that were outfitted for plow and had salt spreaders on the back. So I'm like, let's go. Let's get it. I put it down, send it in. They call me about two, three days later and say, I'm sorry to inform you, but we can no longer hire you as a subcon as a contractor to assist us with the snow this season. Unfortunately, because this is the city of Columbus, we have to put our decals on a vehicle, like the doors of a vehicle. We have to give you a special lighting bar. And then we have to also um, have special insurance, like vehicular insurance and registration on file for you as a contractor for us. So I missed out on, I don't want to make nothing up, 
but I want to say I wouldn't say close to maybe a thirty, forty thousand dollar contract with the city because I didn't pick my equipment correctly and I wasn't prepared to be able to work for them. Um, and I told you I ended up doing three thousand dollars that year when I could have had that contract in place and easily made thirty to forty grand. Don't don't make my mistake, y'all. Like know your stuff and leverage that information. The other reason why I would say use a truck and go with a truck first, a truck plow first, is because the plow can be removed and the truck can keep running, right? You can still pull trailers with the truck. You can still haul with the truck. You can still use the truck as one of your, your um, you know, one of your, your vehicles that goes out and carries a crew to certain jobs to do certain job sites to get jobs done. So now I've bought this equipment that I thought was going to be an asset to my company not recognizing, hey, I've got a whole nine months that it doesn't snow. And these things, I still have to pay a, a note on them for nine months, but they're not making me any money. You want to be aware of falling into that trap. That is a big deal in our industry. A lot of companies make this mistake, okay? It's very common for you to go and buy like high ticket equipment and then only use it a couple times throughout the year, but you're still having to pay on it. So, we see that a lot with like skid steers, bobcats, ATVs, excavators, new high-end trucks. You know, companies get these things thinking that them, them things of themselves are going to produce money and revenue and income. And that's not how it works. And so what happens is you don't have the work. You don't have the clientele that is requiring you to use those machines. And those machines become a major liability to your company because they're just bleeding you every month on payments and you're literally not using them to go out and do any work. Think long term. All right. Me, I was thinking in the, in the moment, but I didn't know all the other stuff I needed to know to make a proper and informed decision. Know your numbers. Now, these numbers are a little different. Usually when you hear people say, know your numbers, they're talking about KPIs, know your close ratio, know your profit and loss numbers. I'm not talking about those numbers. When I say know your numbers, I'm talking about know your price points. I remember my first first client that I got for snow. I didn't I didn't know that they were going to sign up with me, right? So they were like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll use your send us an estimate, let us know." And I remember it took me forever to send them an estimate because I didn't know my numbers. I didn't know my price points. I didn't know what the average market uh what the average client in my market was paying for that service. It took me more time to figure out how to jump in to the market. Know your price points be informed, know the cost of entry, know how much it costs. If you need to get a truck, figure out how much of your budget you want to spend on a truck. Don't forget that you got to outfit the truck. You have to have a harness that gives you the remote control Bluetooth. Then you got to have the plow, which is separate. Then you got to have the harness for the plow. Like all of those are costs. And if you're not thinking about that, those costs can really come and knock you off your feet. So this is one of the reasons why I really suggest that if you're planning to get into this into this service, that you look at it like a business and not like like it's just another service. Very important. I'm going to say that again. If you're planning on getting into this into this service of snow removal, I want you to give it the attention and perspective like it is another business of it in and of itself rather than just another service that your business offers. That's going to help you avoid a lot of these mishaps that I made, a lot of these mistakes that I hear, a lot of guys getting into snow makes. And, and honestly, earlier in the episode, I talked about the hype. There's a lot of guys that I talk to that they're, they have these like horror stories about snow. But if you start asking 
like why they feel that way, what happened, a lot of times they made these same mistakes that I'm talking about. They made these mistakes. And so now because they made bad decisions of how to get into it, it has turned turned on them and they, they've reaped the repercussions of that. And now they, they, you know, their outlook on it is, oh, snow is rigged. Snow is terrible. Snow is trash. It's not worth it. Don't do it. Know your know your cost know your cost of entry. Know how much a pallet of salt costs. Understand that salts differ. How will you pad that price to make sure you know or add your premium to that price to make sure you're getting a profit off of providing the product? Don't rush into this service by any means. The thing about success in a lot of cases, return on investment in a lot of cases, you're going to spend one of two things. You're either going to spend a lot of money or a lot of time. One of those two things has to happen. All right. So if you don't have the capital and you don't have the money to fund a great marketing marketing campaign, you don't have the money to buy all your equipment up front, then what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to spend time solving the money issue, getting the money, getting the capital, getting the campaign built out and then getting it out there. All right. Money or time, money or time. So you got to use what you got. You got to use what you got. And even if you have the money, I'm just telling you. Be, just be responsible and understand to consider some of these things before you just dump money into snow removal. Insurance costs is another one. My first year in my first year in snow, I had no clue that there was a different insurance. I honestly thought that the insurance that I had um, for my, my my lawn care, my commercial business insurance, I thought it covered me year round. And it does if I'm doing lawn care activities. I had no clue that I needed another type of insurance to do snow. And so like my first year, I had no commercial contracts, like I stated earlier, but going into my second year, I gained 13. And so I start reading through contracts and they're coming back and giving me revisions like, hey, we need you to send us this insurance, showing us you have this umbrella insurance, $4 million policy here, you're covered for this. And I was like, I thought I was covered for that. Get to talking to my insurance agent. He's like, yeah, you're not covered for snow because... You've never done snow removal activities. We've never discussed that. And it's a t- it's an entirely different set of insurances that you have to pay. It's another there's an addition to your premium. Your your things change now because you want to offer this service. I want to give you guys a heads up on that. All right. Don't be caught slipping. That first year, if something would have happened, I would have had to come out of pocket because I was not covered. So know your Stuff. The reason why I said you want to look at snow as a business and not just as another service is because it requires a different skill set. There's a different skill set required to do snow than there is to do lawn care. I think that goes without saying, but let me state it just in case it's not obvious or common sense. There's also specific equipment. The equipment changes. All right. And the market itself is volatile and inconsistent. And what I mean by that. You can schedule lawn care. You can schedule a landscaping job. I'll be there Tuesday, the 13th at 1 p.m. to get started. We'll be done by Thursday. All right. We need three days to do the job. You can schedule all that. Your clients know that you'll be there between Monday and Tuesday, Thursday and Friday, whatever, each week to cut the grass every other week, whatever the case is. And you know that it's going to grow back and be on time. Well, snow doesn't work that way. Snow might fall three feet one day might fall four inches the next day. You still have a job to do. It might come at two in the morning. It might come at two in the afternoon. You have to be ready to get ahead of it and go out and do your job. So managing it and managing the activity of snow removal is a whole different beast. 
I didn't think through that. The 2X rule, and we're almost out of here. 2X rule, I learned this from real estate investment, okay? Investing in real estate. It says that because you have no experience, because you have no skill, because you have no efficiency, you need to plan on the activity or the goal to take twice as long, to be twice as hard, to cost twice as much. That's the 2X rule. Again, you have no experience, no efficiency. You have no processes set up. No, no train. Your training is trash, right? You've never done it before. You've got no experience. You've got no skill. When you get there, you you really are learning. You're getting the reps as you're there because all three of those things are reality. If they are reality for you, plan on it taking twice as much, twice as long, being twice as hard, costing twice as much. Now, so you have to you have to give your team and yourself some grace when you're getting into this industry, when you're getting into this service. You got to give yourself some grace. You have to give your team some grace because the two X rule is going to come and slap you in the face. Trust me, I know the first year that I had guys out working for me. So there was a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of trying to manage. We weren't all at the same place. I didn't have eyes on everybody. I had some guys at this store, some guys at that store, some guys at this warehouse. And I have to now manage all of these spaces as well as own and do my own work at the space I'm at. Be prepared for those challenges and also be prepared to give the grace to, you know, your people and your team and manage the expectations this way that you can increase your productivity and decrease the stress. Right. That's that's like a big deal. That's a big, big reason you want to do that. I think um, we're going to get out of here on this piece. Ask, is it for you? Don't load the question up. Get your education, do your research, know your stuff. Bear in mind the 2X rule, all right? It's a new service, it's a new thing you're doing. Don't plan to be as sweet and as fast as the guy that's been doing it for 10 years. Give yourself that grace, give your team that grace. Find creative ways to practice. Get your reps. And we just train on the bare parking lot. Lowering lowering your pile, lifting it up, back, back dragging, how to operate all the controls. You know, things to be aware of, how to look at your stakes, how to set up stakes, how to observe a property. We start dealing with that stuff. Even though there's no snow on the ground, it's a creative way for my guys to get some reps in on how to do what it is I need them to do. How to operate the equipment, how to check the oil, how to fill the gas, which takes what like everything. We go over everything. And that's a part of my training process. That's a creative way that I don't have to say, okay, we'll train when snow gets here. I practice bidding jobs that I'm not even asked for. So if I get a company, let's say I get a warehouse, they only want me to do fertilization, mulch, and mowing. They just want me for the spring and summer season. I say, great, I'll do that. I also write them up a bid and observe their property and practice pricing out their property for snow removal. I can't say thank you enough for checking out today's episode and being a part of the content that we produce right here on this podcast. Please don't forget to rate us five stars and give us your feedback in the review section. We are looking forward to meeting with you here again in two weeks. Until then, let's continue to do business and make more money.